Right then, welcome to another bonus episode of the Random Wrestling Review. And this might be a pretty short one, I don't know, we'll we'll see what happens. What I wanted to talk about today, to do a sort of up-to-date sort of episode, because you haven't done one for a little while, WWE is reintroducing as part of a new brand split, a new World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I want to talk about what we think about the fact they're introducing yet another top-tier title, and secondly, what we think of the belt itself. Um, and maybe get your thoughts as well on the value of a draft and, and, and having the rosters split once more and how how long it will last. So, Stephen, let's go with you. A new top tier title being introduced, I think, specifically for SmackDown or for what I can't remember which one is specifically for. Uh, I think it's Raw. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so let me, let me see if I can sum this up in a, in a relatively short couple of sentences. The belt is fucking terrible. The idea is fucking terrible. And the company is fucking terrible. <laughs> So, obviously, Stephen, you're still very much on the wave of hating WWE for their decision at the end of WrestleMania to have Roman Reigns beat Cody Rhodes. And what you've seen since, I'm assuming, has not convinced you otherwise. Well, I've not I've not I've not watched a single minute of WWE since the Raw after WrestleMania. And I'll continue my um, self-imposed kind of the right word, not watching. You can think of some better word than that, Ben exile from the product but come on this is this is like sports day like oh you know come on kids you know if you don't win we're still going to give you a prize no one can beat roman reigns so let's just create a new title what an absolute load of shit it, this is just classic vincent man the wwe tv for the last nine or ten months has been some of the best television they've done and one of the reasons is they've largely ignored the brand split so people floated around done what they wanted and they unified the title to the world title. It was never meant more. We had Drew in Cardiff. We had Sammy in Montreal. We had WrestleMania. They didn't pull the trigger on Cody. And now all of a sudden, you've got one undisputed title with two world titles in it and another one. The belt, I mean, God knows where they went to get that belt design or there's any quality control. It looks absolutely terrible. And it's just a, it's just a bad idea. And what a shock. What a shock that WWE Creative has gone to shit with the old Nazi bastard Vince McMahon hanging around like a bad smell with this terrible moustache etc 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 what a shock that this has happened to this company so soon after such a creative high so what's the point i can't you know i read the things and i hear the odd things on podcasts but just a waste of time waste of my life I'd rather go and watch a bit of new japan think about where how good Wembley stadium is going to be go and watch a bit of stardom and just let wwe sort of just wash away Cool. So not mincing any words there, Stephen. What about you, Matt? Have you got any words to mince? I'm really excited about this. Oh, my God. Oh, good. No, it's good because otherwise we, we needed an opposing point of view. This time. <laughs> could just all say it's terrible. And I'll, I'll tell you what I'm really excited about. I'm really excited to see potentially Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Let's just say that's the match they go with. And I can't wait to hear the ring announcer at the end, right? I can't wait to hear them say a new world heavyweight champion for someone who can't fucking beat Roman Reigns. Yes, yes, Matt, yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Could this be more of a booby fucking prize? You rusoed me then, Matt. You rusoed oh, me. Swerve damn, City. Yeah, love it. Damn right. There's no way in hell I'm going to improve with this shit. <laughs> what? I will say, that being said... I don't disapprove of the belt design as much as you, Stephen. Obviously, it, it's quite similar to the big gold belt, but obviously they've got the WWE logo as bloody big on there as it can possibly be for obviously brand purposes. So I don't mind the belt itself that much, but yeah. 
could you give a worse message to your fan base of whoever gets this is going to be just the person who can't beat Roman Reigns. That's, that's what it is. You know, they've essentially rewarded Roman Reigns. Hey, well done. You've kicked so much ass. Go have a break. Good for him. That's amazing. Who the fuck is going to want to win this? The, the <laughs> only thing, the only thing that I could, well, there's two things, actually. Unless there's some form of swerve and Roman Reigns happens to win this and just winks at the camera and laughs. Or... Whoever wins it does what, and I'm going to use an MMA reference here, what GSP did back in the day when he won an interim title, basically just threw it behind him and said, this is a tremendous honor, but it's not the real belt. I don't want it. I want the real thing. So sort me God, if Cody is the guy who wins this and doesn't do that, you're a fucking idiot. But I, I still do quite like the idea of Roman Reigns winning this and just wigging at the camera and just going, ha ha. But, I wouldn't mind that, actually. I don't think it's going to happen because it's going to be raw guys, but I would oh, really like that, yeah. <laughs> God, that'd be so funny. That he holds um, it for 10 years. Yeah, that'd be so funny, but this is a dreadful idea. It seems to me that this is WWE not wanting to beat Roman Reigns, but wanting to split those two belts up and then not being able to do it. So being like, oh, well, we'll just create another one because this doesn't make any sense. Surely, if you really want two world titles, you've already got them. Roman Reigns is carrying them around. You don't need mm. them to add another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is just yeah. crazy. Like you've, you've had, you have got this, but yeah, yeah. You, you, don't, need to introduce, you don't need to introduce another one. There's there's two of them already. Um, the title belt itself looks like the old big gold belt slimmed down and made more look made to look more like the AEW world title. It just looks a lot like the AEW world title, I think, but with the sort of original big gold belt motif. Funny that you should be so kind of believing that this is a Vince thing, because to me, the reintroduction of the world heavyweight title smacked wow. of Triple H, because obviously it was his belt, really. And I just, I so I, I, I don't, again, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of his ideas. I think the draft is Vince, though, Ben. That's, that's where I'm coming Possibly. from, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Possibly so. The other thing I hate about it, and I've ranted about this on the show before, is that during the period from 2002 to whatever it was where they had the WWE and World Heavyweight titles and the same in the tag team divisions, was I never fucking knew which title was which because they're just too close to each other in names. Raw and SmackDown is a nice, easy way to differentiate titles. But when you start doing it, oh, this is the WWE title and this is the World Heavyweight title, and then you do it with the tag team belts as well, I just get completely lost. And there is talk of them doing that with the tag team belts, apparently, when the draft comes in, is that they're going to have a World Heavyweight tag team titles and World and WWE tag team titles. Oh, and I hate that because I just don't know which one's which ever. When we've done, we've covered them on the podcast. I'm like, this could be either of the belts. I don't know which one it is because I'm not time to concentrate that much on the naming convention of these two fucking belts. So not loving that at all. About three, four weeks before WrestleMania this year, I did. I was sat on the toilet for about 10 minutes or so thinking about what they should do over the next two, three years in terms of booking. So I very high level booked two or three years in, in advance. How long and, you got the toilet for? Well, I, Lovely, minutes. I made it clear it was 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> that was the first thing I said, Matt. I mean, come on. <laughs> Um, and, and what I did is I actually had Roman Reigns beating Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania because I, uh, no, I didn't. No, I lied. I had Cody Rhodes beating Roman Reigns, but I had the thing that Stephen, that I threatened, that I suggested they might do that you were really worried about, which was to have Paul Heyman come out and say that the contract was only for the mm. WWE title, not the Universal title. But the way I did it was have Cody Rhodes win the titles, him carry, carry around both belts, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman disappear for like three months or so. 
And then in the lead up to SummerSlam, Paul Heyman coming back and saying, one of those titles, Cody, you are a fraud because one of those titles is not yours. The contract of WrestleMania was only for the WWE title, not the Universal title. Roman Reigns remains the Universal champion. And then having another uh, reunification match at SummerSlam, which Roman Reigns would then win at SummerSlam. That's so basically, much better than this. You give Cody your moment. You'd also yeah. not undercut it, undercut it immediately like a dusty finish. You'd kind of give people the almost pretense that there was a victory for Cody Rhodes mm. for both belts. But then you would also be able to not have Roman Reigns title reign end if you see what i mean he would continue to be the universal champion all that time and go through the thousand day barrier and everything so i don't have a big problem with them having two different title belts i just don't understand why you've got now three <laughs> because yeah. because that's potentially where we are i mean presumably at some point in the future roman reigns could still lose one of his other belts and we would have three wwe titles going back to the draft Stephen, you're very, very against the draft. Is it because what? Why? Why is that? What, what are you so? What are you so worried about the split in the rosters for? Because okay, so there's two, there's two things. One, if there was a situation where you decided that you really were going to do, it, so you had you absolutely had to do a draft. Now I don't, I don't, I don't really understand why any te- television networks would want some people not on their station. Doesn't make it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But you could do it, and I think in the early days of Raw and SmackDown, it was something a bit different. But I think the reality is that as soon as they race is down or whatever, um, you know, American football season coming up in the autumn, people will move about. So what's the point in doing it in the first place? I, I don't really see it. And also from a, from a booking perspective, you've got five hours of television. You've got you should have one one men's champion, one women's champion. They should bring in an uh, bring in a whatever you want to call it, call it a TV TV women's TV title or something like that, and a, a secondary women's title so they can keep and you maybe have that on defended every single week. So you've got something for the other other ladies to do. You've got women's tag team titles, fine, one set, one set of men's titles. And you just spread spread the booking out over the five hours, and you have you know Reigns is a bad example, but perhaps one week you have Cody on Raw, and then he's not on SmackDown, and he's not on Raw, and then he's on the SmackDown the following week. You just spread it around. You have got enough people. That's the way to do a. Uh, they're talking about in AEW at the moment um, around a soft brand split between Dynamite and the New Saturday Show. I feel like that's the way you book, and then you advertise so and so for this, and you oh I haven't seen him for ten days or whatever or her, and that's just the way you do it. And I, I just don't. I think WWF works so well for so long with one world champion, one goal. Everyone in the company has got that one thing in mind. So if if, if this is re- real, and I think as a viewer, you want it to make sense. You want everything to, like when you watch other forms of drama, like if something doesn't make sense, you, you, you call it out. But if you're a wrestler and you're the world heavyweight champion on Raw and it's Raw Rumble season... Surely, what you would want to do, like you would be a, let's say you're a boxer and you've got one or a couple of, couple of the, a couple of titles in that weight division, you'd want to unify it. If you're a wrestler, you'd be like, right, I want to be in the Royal Rumble because I want the title again. I want Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but they won't do that because they'll separate it out and it'd be, oh, you can pick the champion and all this sort of nonsense. It's like, well, I just, I just think it, it takes. And also, if you're explaining this product to somebody as well, and I used to think this a lot in the 2000s, it doesn't make sense. You know, you're, oh, well, there's this world champion on Raw and there's this world champion on. Smackdown and they can't really fight each other but a Survivor Series in latter years they fight each other uh, you know but they don't fight for the titles it's just like that why just keep it simple stupid like just make it easy and there's one goal for women and male wrestlers and that's it or tag team wrestlers and that's it but they just seem to make things so much more difficult than they need to be and I feel like actually at the core the bloodline story is pretty simple stuff it's outsider in a group um you know is, is he with them is he not with them and and and, and actually the, the Drew stuff with Roman, that was a big, big old deal. The, you know, the various title challenges. But I just think that's all 
really, really sort of softened as a result of what they've done over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think a draft can work. But I think what you've hit on one of the big problems they've got is that they're just not disciplined enough with it. Mm. If you knew for definite that unless there was some storyline or kayfabe or canon uh, justification for it, that someone couldn't jump from one, you know, one brand to the other all of a sudden, then it would it would feel more important. But because they can, even the draft is undercut by Mm. what difference does it make? You're you're basically, you know, by September, you're going to be having so-and-so's on SmackDown start to appear on Raw because you need as many people as you possibly can to counter Monday Night Football. Like, that is, for me, the main problem is that there's just no sense of discipline. And also, I think in terms of titles, I understand what you're saying now. I think there's a there's a very good argument to be made that there is, it, it waters down the titles. What I think, if you do it this way, is you should have a world title, a women's world title, and a world tag team title, maybe a women's world tag team title, but maybe not, I'm not sure. And they are all floating. Yeah, they agree, can go they where do. they want. Yeah. And then you have maybe the Intercontinental title and the US title as separate brands, and maybe a US and Intercontinental women's title on separate mm. brands that can be wrestled for, almost like you are doing a territories thing with the NWA used to do. Yeah. Where basically all the territories used to have their heavyweight champion, the world champion would occasionally visit their territory and come and face their main baby face or their main heel, depending on who was champion. And they'd have a big match and that I could see a way to make work. But there, as I said, there's two things that have to happen there. First of all, they have to be really clear about their world title and lesser title designations. And secondly, They'd have to be really, really disciplined when it came to keeping people on their specific brands. Having said all that, I do think there's some value in it because I think it does offer up more opportunities. Because if you've got everybody on every show, then pretty much every show, Sami Zayn, for example, is going to have a match and and an angle. Whereas this way, it frees up a little bit more television time for other people. But WWE just are not disciplined enough to do it justice, which is why I think it's not going to work and it will be a bad thing. If they could just have that discipline, I, I think it would it would work really well. Yeah, i got to be honest, I, I agree with the, a lot of what you said there. I mean, it's I, I'm not against the draft either. Um, but yeah, I think the only time that it really did work was just for the brief floating period of the very first one. They made it feel like a big deal. You know, they had people throughout the year, they trade people. You see, you know, like segments and that where they talk about trading. Big Show was traded onto SmackDown at one point. Chris Jericho was traded onto Raw. And when they do it like that, I, I think it could work really well. And and the suggestion that I've thrown up before and will keep throwing out because I love the idea personally, I think if they wanted to make the draft seem like even important, they could advertise it, you know, like in advance. Do it just before Mania or just after every year. Say, hey, the draft is coming up. We've got, you know, a TV special on the network. You know, it's draft night one, draft night two. You know, we show stats of all the people where they've been. And I think that could work really well. But like we said, history has taught us that they just don't adhere to it. They just don't. And if if it's going to be another thing of, again, of, you know, OK, we've done a draft, but six months down the line, oh, you know, we've got a crap show tonight. We need such and such on the show to boost it up. And if they're not going to bother coming up with anything, you know, to explain why somebody is on the show, I think, sod it, just don't. Don't bother doing it in the first place. If they're going to do it, then you have to go all in on it. I I don't like the idea of there being more than one world title either. I mean, if they're going to go with a draft, I, I, I really do hate the idea of there being two world champions. It's, for me, it's going back to like a combat, uh, combat sports reference. It reminds me of boxing. You know, how many bloody world champions are there in boxing? There are so many. that who Who's the best one? You, you just don't know. You don't know who the main guy is. So... I do feel that they should do the idea of just 
one sort of traveling champion between them. But I'm going to be totally honest, I've got no faith, absolutely none, that they're going to do that. I'd like to be proved wrong, you know, and obviously if they want to do that, we'll have a joint show at the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and that's it. Or SummerSlam, okay, fair enough, throw that in there, that, that'd be fine. But I've got no faith that they're going to do it, none. Well, they're not because they've created another title, so they're not. We know they're not going to do it. But Roman Reigns right now, he's, he's only going to be on the show every now and again anyway. So he, he could entirely be a floating wrestler who just appears on either show now and again, depending on what feud you want him to be in next. It would not be difficult. It would be really simple. The other, I'd go a step further. I don't. I think they do the draft and then they leave the draft alone because the draft is about when you don't, you don't have anyone assigned. What should happen is after the draft, WWE on their website and maybe on network on a, kind of t- on a talk show, they should reveal the length of contract that people have signed to be on their brand so they'd be like right roman reigns has just been drafted to smackdown they signed him for three years so he's a smackdown exclusive wrestler for the next three years unless raw the whoever's in charge of raw comes along and trades for roman reigns and that trade might be i'll give you uh let's say the street profits and kevin owens for roman reigns and then they should switch over and roman reigns's contract whatever it was continues for the length of time that it originally was but now on their new brand now this sounds quite complicated but ultimately it's actually not any different from the way other american sports work they work in exactly the same way that's how they trade talent people know about the contract length and all and even know about the amounts of money that people are getting in the contracts so it wouldn't be at all difficult for most viewers to, to follow this. On top of that, when it comes back to this point of the year, there shouldn't be a draft because the wrestlers have already been drafted. What it should be is a draft of NXT guys that are ready to be brought up. It should be only about the next level or the next tier of guys. And Raw gets maybe one year Raw gets the first to pick, the next year SmackDown gets the first pick. And, you know, maybe this time Raw goes, well, I want Bron Breaker and SmackDown says, well, I'll have Wesley or whoever else. And maybe they each get five picks from NXT to just freshen up their brand at that time. And and on top of that, if you knew the length of contracts for the wrestlers, you could get to a point where Roman Reigns in three years time is coming up to free agency. And so suddenly there's now you can make a story of the bidding war between Raw and SmackDown to get Roman Reigns contract because he is now becoming a free agent. That's how I think it should work. I know that sounds complicated, but as I said, that is not any different from the way American sports work and loads of people are into this stuff. And it doesn't need to be a defining feature of every week. It could be just something that you have ticking over in the background that someone keeps a check on so that you know, you can eventually, when it comes to a really big star and they're coming up a free agency, you can go, oh, this is a big deal. In the pre-WrestleMania period, you can go, oh, these five stars after WrestleMania, they're free agents. So where are they going to go after WrestleMania? That might impact what's going to happen here tonight. You know, they just bring a different element to to what they're doing. That's another storyline device, doesn't it? And I, I, I don't think it's overly complicated if they if they plan and book in advance. No, no, I don't think so. I think it, I think it makes perfect sense. Stephen, I know you got to go, so we're gonna I'm gonna let you go. I don't know if me and Matt have got anything else to talk about, but I'll let you go. And then if we don't have anything else to talk about, I'll probably just edit this all out and go right to the end. So Stephen, <laughs> thank you for joining thank, us today. No, thank you, James. Speak to you both soon. Take oh, care. Cheers, Stephen. So Matt, I, I haven't seen any of the draft yet for that we've already had. Yeah. Have you have you seen? I I, I mean I know you've seen a bit of it. So what are you making? And what were you making of that so far? It's done in a really awkward manner. But like Triple H came out and basically said, um, so SmackDown gets the first pick. Wasn't even explained why. Just randomly SmackDown gets the first pick. And and just the way that it was worded, they drafted. So I I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into that. But like, who's surely they? Yeah, exactly. Like, surely there's, per- there's got to be a person who's agreed that. But who's yeah. they? They drafted Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman, 
all together at the same time. <laughs> now, that was how they worded it, but the graphic on screen is Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Now, obviously, they show Paul Heyman on there, but it's it's mentioned as Roman and Solo. Those are the picks. So I don't know if, if that maybe perhaps telegraphs perhaps certain f- future issues in the bloodline. Again, like to be fair, I've only seen that pick so far, so perhaps that does shake up throughout the rest of the show. But this is going to be happening. I know there's a draft show, like I said, I'm currently watching, and there's another one coming up on Raw as well. So this they're splitting up how many they do it. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't know how this is going to work. No, and, and to be honest, that is a key prime example for me of how WWE are not good at the detail. So why, for example, I think you guys mentioned it before we came on air. Why are Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa together? Like, what, yeah. what, what makes them a joint? pick and also what makes anyone a joint pick you know we need some rules around why you can pick a tag team or why you can't and what needs to happen in kind of counter to that so for example what i mean by that is maybe you say right these are the established tag teams that we have accepted as single draft choices but if smackdown picks a tag team Raw also has to pick a tag team or smackdown can only pick two tag teams every 10 picks and so can rule. So you can pick the tag team whenever you want, but you can only make two of them each 10 picks you make. But there are no rules around this, so it doesn't make any sense. I also, I think I saw a little, I'm going to spoil this for you a little bit, Max. I know you're going to go watch it, but I did see a little um, graphic of the the picks this morning on, okay. on Twitter. And I won't tell you who they were, but the sort of ninth pick of each of the brands, I was like, why? Why are they so high? That doesn't make sense. Why aren't you picking so-and-so? And it, 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 it's back to me of, exactly that first i remember that first draft and some of the picks the initial picks in that first draft way back in 2002 and i was like that doesn't make sense why are you picking that guy over you know this main event talent star like it doesn't doesn't make any sense whatsoever so for me you know again just bring some logic to it bring some rules to it that you've figured out that will allow you to do exactly what you want to do anyway but that means that as a viewer, I can pretend that there's something legitimate about this. And I think that's the always the problem with me for this is because they've got no discipline and because they don't go into the detail enough, the legitimacy is completely lost because you know they're just not going to stick to it. And B, it doesn't mean anything anyway, because, you know, Rule, for example, has picked Brock Lesnar and then SmackDown picks, you know, Raquel Gonzalez and Liv Morgan, for example, in, in retaliation. You're like, what? Like, what? how does that make any sense? Why would SmackDown do that? And that's that's my issue. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where I don't know if they've actually got the rules yet or either they have, you know, established some form of rules or they're really convoluted because Triple H had like some sort of cards that he was reading from. And, and you could even tell that he was, you know, he's probably looking and thinking, what the hell? You know, that, that don't make any sense. And I'm not sure that it does. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, again, t- t- time will tell, you know, a- a- as to how it's obviously all going to shake out. And I think it's, it's due to kick in. So the full sort of draft, you know, the, the roster has been split. It's meant to kick in after backlash. So we've got a couple of weeks before we get there. I guess we'll watch this space. I, I think that's a mistake, too. I think the draft should always be instantaneous because it telegraphs what's going to happen at the next show. I think so often. I think when you know the full draft, you will know most of the results of that show, I think. Because yeah. logically, you have to 
position certain things in certain places. Like I remember previous drafts where SmackDown have had all the titles, for example, and we're going into a pay-per-view and you're like, well, some of the Raw guys are going to win these, aren't they? Because they're not going to have no titles on Raw. So it's those kinds of things where you're like, just think about it a bit logically. Have some thought. Put some thought into this. This is your full-time jobs, right? You are the creative team of WWE. Fucking think about this and figure out why why it needs to. And I, I don't, I find it bizarre and completely different though. I've always found it bizarre that they need an entire creative team to do this stuff because yes it's five hours of tv but surely a good two or three hours of that tv is taken up by wrestling matches that you don't need to script you don't need to do anything as a creative team you just let the wrestlers go out and wrestle and the agent's agent you don't need to do anything else maybe you write the end of the match to do what you want to do but ultimately it doesn't take any time to do that like it just it's 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 really simple so i've never understood why it takes so many people so long to do the creative side of things possibly because in the vince era there's just been so much rewriting but most of that comes on the fucking day of broadcast anyway so yeah i i i'm completely perplexed by that whole thing i i just like your description of the agent's job the agent's agent <laughs> that's what they do isn't it that's what that's, they that's do true. There's one last thing I wanted to say. This encounter in some ways, the number because I think Stephen was complaining about the number of titles that WWE have got at one point. And I brought, quickly brought up the number of New Japan Pro Wrestling titles, right? Because I recently watched that Sakura Gen- Genesis. I, I don't know why. It just happened to... It was a sleepless night. The baby had woken up. I'd gotten back to sleep, but I couldn't get back to sleep. So I was like, right, I'm just going to chuck something on. I had a New Japan World subscription. So I thought, I'll watch that, that, that show. And I was like, fucking hell, there are so many fucking titles in this organization now. It's stupid. And I'm just going to run through them just for everybody's right. benefit so we've got the iwgp junior heavyweight championship the iwgp junior heavyweight tag team championship the iwgp tag team championship the iwgp united states heavyweight championship the iwgp women's championship the iwgp world heavyweight championship the never open weight championship never open weight six-man tag team championship New Japan King of Pro Wrestling Championship, New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Championship, New Japan Strong Women's Championship, New Japan World Television Champion. Absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. Far too many fucking uh, titles. When I watched Wrestle Kingdom a few years ago, I was like, is any match on this not for a title? It's just stupid. Everybody gets a belt or fights for the belt. It's just it's just stupid. What do they mean? Like, I've heard like I've heard the phrase, you know, like never open way. What does that mean? (laughs) I'm sure it had some meaning at some point. I'm not sure it does anymore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, ju- I just look at it. I'm like, this just it's just farcical how many titles there. And this is supposed to be one of the you know great pure pro wrestling promotions in the world. So I mean, don't get me wrong, WWE have got a fucking stupid amount of titles, and and AEW seem to want to match them because they've fucking introduced far too many fucking championships as well. Just all of wrestling, stop creating titles. Less is more, people. Less That's is the- more. Definitely when it comes to titles. And, and you know, you you mentioned boxing earlier on. Well, boxing, the reason that happens is because different promoters want to make money. And yeah. the best way to do that is to chuck a world title label onto a match, of course. Yeah. MMA's lucky in that really now, UFC, even though there are other promotions, UFC yeah. really is the titan, the king of that sport. And yeah. so they can control it. WWE could control it too, but they don't fucking choose to. <laughs> um, and, you know, and there are other world champions out there. There's the AEW world champion. There's the IWGP world heavyweight champion. So WWE don't need to add to that. Just stop fucking adding belts. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That will do us for today. We lost Stephen for five, six minutes ago. So we will also now leave you. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining me today. Pleasure as always.
And in a week's time, WrestleMania 18, our review of that will be out. Then after that, it will be WrestleMania 19, the repost of our episode from two years ago. And then it will be WrestleMania 20. So a packed schedule to come over the next few weeks. We look forward to spending them with you. Until then, take care. <laughs>